You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to a uh, Kyle Slept In, and we're recording this late on a uh, Monday afternoon edition of the 10,000 Latest Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, my bad, man. It's all good, dude. Uh, the way you talk about your cats keeping you up, it kind of compares to how some people talk about their kids. I'm not going to say cats are better than kids, but, um, I'm, you know, that's right, for people well, to decide. Kyle's not going to say that, so... <laughs> Um, Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on a Monday afternoon, so this will be up by Tuesday. Um, by now, our cadence is so irregular that um, you probably don't even know the difference. Yeah, don't even just, know when our... just when you think you have us pinned down, we'll shake it up on you. Yeah, yeah. Don't get you don't get used to listening to us on normal days. Um, that's that's not we're about. We're not about consistently. No, we don't want you to be. You know, we want you to always be looking for our podcast. Yeah, and if we tell you exactly when it's going to be coming out. Well, then you don't think about us the other days. What and do they say? Thinking about us every day. What's the thing? Uh, like with dating, they always say it's like about the chase. It's just about the chase with the podcast. Yeah, you don't. Um, yeah, once once you listen to it, it's not very it's, good. It's not very good. It's not very good. Uh, okay, uh, we want to thank our friends. At, with with that being said, we want to thank our friends at DraftKings for sponsoring the Not Very Good Podcast. Um, you guys, it's playoff time. Um, like, get your bets in. Uh, like, if you're able to do DraftKings, like the sports book app. Um, I'd be all over that. We're in Minnesota. We can't do that, but we do have the, the, the DraftKings um, fantasy app. So put your lineups in. Um, there's games every single night. These weekends, the, the week, the games over the weekend were unbelievable. Um, I talked about it last week that it's just fun because you know the lineups. Um, we know that it's going to be eight guys for each team, and it's just fun. Uh, and underdogs have been winning, so you know that means there is money to be made. There's money to be made. Um, download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use the promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for more details. Um, so, yeah. The, the games over the weekend, and we won't go through all of them because by the time you listen to this, like who knows what will happen in Miami, like the Miami-Milwaukee game and the Denver-Portland game, which is what makes the playoffs so fun, though. Um, especially, like, so much has happened since we last talked between, like, the play-in tournament with the Lakers and the Warriors game and then the Warriors falling to the Grizzlies. Um, and, like, of course, right after that, there was a report that surfaced saying that the league is looking to a mid-season tournament um, – 
and we'll we can talk about that in another podcast and what that looks like but it's no surprise because i think everybody loved it like everybody loved the urgency of you need to win this game or you're out in the one game playoff um because it's you know it's it's very much like march madness and the better team doesn't always win one game um and think as we saw like you just talked about that where like we've seen, we we saw all these upsets: um, Memphis beating Utah last night, and Portland beating Denver, and Dallas beating the Clippers. Um, I guess I don't know who the Vegas favorites were in the Suns Lakers game, but I think a lot of people probably had the Lakers winning Game One, and, yeah. and the Suns did. So, um, just a lot of fun basketball all around. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you think about something like the Warriors losing in the play-in, and you know everyone's like, "Oh, like the league's worse off without the Warriors in the play." They had two chances to win a game to make yeah. it into the playoffs. Okay. Like everyone, this drove me nuts when people were saying, like, oh, the Warriors, like, if they sneak in, they could like be finals contenders. It's like they're the eight seed for a reason. You know, like, and I think that this is this is kind of this bias that we see towards Steph, who's obviously having a great year. I don't want to diminish that or had a great year because his year is over. Um the better, you know, if you are in, you deserve to be in. Mm-hmm. You think you deserve to be in, win the games, you know? And as we were saying with LeBron, who was like playing stupid, it's like, well, yeah, great. Well, he took care of business and they won the game and now they're in the playoffs and they lost to the Suns. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just all for competition. I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I have a tough time being like, oh, the league is so much better. Like, Yes, but like, what does that mean? We're going to watch the Warriors for five games. I know, or like, we're going to watch the Warriors for the next ten years. John Morant is fun. Yeah, the, the Grizzlies are fun. That's good for the league. So I, I, uh, I don't know. I feel bad for Steph. I like Steph, but yeah, win the games. Yeah, I, I agree. And it, well, I think what sucked about that was that they were so close to beating the Lakers. And I know. Then, I would have rather the Lakers not be in it. <laughs> I agree. And then I think that just took everything out of them. Um, you know. Yeah, right. Physically and emotionally. Um, as far as Wolves news, we don't really have much. Uh, last week we went over some of the coaching moves. Um, you know, I'd imagine that in the next few months they'll replace those coaches, uh, David Vanderpool and um, Brian Gates. Uh, but we're one month away, I think, on the day actually to the draft lottery, which that's the big off-season thing for the Wolves, and we've talked about it a million times, so we won't go into it anymore. But basically, seventy percent or so the Wolves. Uh, lose their pick 30%. They keep it. They need to land in the top three to keep it. So stay tuned. Um, Otherwise this podcast is going to be a relatively quick one, I think. So if you're driving and you're like, Oh man, I don't have time for a long podcast. Perfect. This is a short podcast. We'll we'll Um, get you done before you reach the grocery store, wherever you're going. Yeah. Um, And if not just do laps around the grocery store parking lot. Yeah. um, Until the podcast is finished. Um, That's what we expected of you. Julian, um, I wrote down my Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, championship predictions. Um, and honestly, it was harder to do than I anticipated. Um, and some of this is recency bias because I did it after the game once. Um, so in my Western Conference Finals, I have the Mavericks against the Suns. Yeah. Um, no, I saw this. Yeah, you saw this already. And I guess, you know... You can go next, but I'll explain myself quick. Um, I guess for the Mavericks, you look at it and you basically say, I mean, like between it's basically between Utah, the Clippers and the Grizzlies and the the Mavericks. And you say, who's the best team? It's probably the, I mean, I don't want to shit on the jazz too much, but like the Mavericks just beat the Clippers. They have a one Oh lead. 
And in my mind, I'm just thinking like, okay, if there, there's a world in which like Donovan Mitchell might not be a hundred percent and like, I guess he's going to play uh, tomorrow, but I don't know. I just, I, I think like the, like the Luca, the Luca magic I'm on board. I like, that seems yeah. realistic. And then the Suns, um, if they can get out from the Lakers, I think they're in a pretty good spot um, on the other side of the bracket. So um, who do you have in your Western conference finals? Well, this is tough because I agree. I think there's a path to what you just described. I think this is the hard thing about predicting the playoffs right now is that there are a lot of different scenarios that you can see reasonably playing out. Um, I do not think the Mavericks are going to win this series. Uh, you know, I, I really, yeah. I think they might lose in five. I, I do, I just don't see. I just do not. I don't see the Mavs with their level of talent being able to beat the Clippers four times. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that, but I think I put the Clippers in the finals in the West. Um, okay. I think Speaking I of, also think the Jazz are weak. I yeah. think that the Grizzlies are going to give the Jazz a really hard time. I think that when we look back at this, the Grizzlies are going to have given the Jazz a harder time than the Mavs have given the Clippers. And okay. I think the Jazz are going to be beat up and headed into the headed into that series. And I think the Clippers are going to be able to take advantage of that. Um I feel like what the Clippers, if we do get Clippers Jazz, I feel like what the Jazz can do defensively, I feel like the Clippers' strengths offensively match up well with even a very good Jazz defense. Um, on the other side, I really, really want to take the Blazers, but I think I also have to go with the Suns. Um, it hurts me. Because I think that the Suns Blazers, if the Blazers make it past the Nuggets, which they looked really good in Game One, I don't want to read too much into it. It is just one game, um, and I'm just and I just said that it was just the first game for Mavs Clippers, so I can't really like turn back that logic in the other way. But I think there are things that the Blazers do. Their defense is a lot better. Their offense, when they're on, is you know one of the best in the league. So I think that they could be really dangerous. I think the Suns. I think I got to take the Suns. I think I got to go Clippers Suns. Or uh, yeah, Clippers Suns. Clippers Suns with the Clippers winning. Um, yeah, because I'm gonna go Suns winning in my to to get out of mine. Um, but I and I, I will say I get your point about the first game. Um, and I agree with you where it's like you could probably look back in history and see game one wins where you're like, oh, that's kind of fluky. But also, I mean, it does set a tone for that game two is like. Game two for these teams that are it's down one really zero, it's huge. Like you, you, it's I don't, I hate to say it's a must win, but like for like if you're the road team and you're, oh, I think for the Clippers it's a must win. I don't, yeah, think that's a stretch. So, sorry, if you're the home team and you're down two zero, and then you're going on the road down two zero, um, in game three, like that's huge. Um, you know, like the the Lakers series I find fascinating too because I think I. I, I never know if this is actually true, but it always seems like the public perception of a team just kind of rubs off on that team where we all thought like, no matter what seed the Lakers get, they're going to be fine. And it's almost like they feel that same way too. I completely agree. Like they were playing with no sense of urgency, like yeah. not against the Warriors until like the very end of that game, not against the Suns. There is something about the way they look that I do not like. Well, and even with like the LeBron thing of, and this has been, I mean, like the, the, I mean, if there's been one player, his teams have been able to go on and off. It's been LeBron's teams like we're, but I mean, even like his comments about the seventh or eighth seed and the play. And like, instead of being like, this is stupid, maybe just say like, yeah, we're here and we deserve to be because this is where we're, like, it always seems like there's all these excuses 
Um, you know, and they can look back and be like, well, you know, LeBron was hurt and Davis was hurt and we'll get him next year. But also when healthy, you're probably the most talented team in the West. So, um, you know, whatever it's, but yeah, you're right. I, I think that like public perception of like, they're going to be fine. Uh, and then they started to believe it and it's like, well, sure, but you actually have to like play. I mean, it's such a, it's such a difficult thing. So my problem with the Lakers and the Nuggets and the Mavs is all depth. And I understand that people say depth doesn't matter in the playoffs, but at the same time, it does matter if you're talking about like your eight through fourth guy, like fourth through eight guys, you know, like there are just times when those teams have guys on the floor that I just don't want to be relying on in the playoffs. Um, and I don't feel that with the Clippers and I don't really feel that with the Suns either, oddly enough, even though they're not kind of the deepest team, but I don't know. It's, it's really tricky. I, I could very easily see just like the Lakers and the jazz. I kind of think whoever comes out of this Lakers Suns series has a pretty good shot because like if the Lakers can beat the Suns, that will mean that something has changed about the way they're playing. Right. Cause yeah. clearly they're not going to be able to coast against the Suns. If the Suns come out of it, they're going to have so much confidence having just beat the Lakers. I think the Blazers are probably in for kind of a long series. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think in the top, I think in the other side of the bracket, you could see the jazz kind of just running, running away with it. If they can kind of, if they can win this series in five, mm -hmm. like if this, yeah. Memphis thing isn't anything that I, you know, they come in fresh, the Clippers maybe have to fight with the Mavs, but I don't know. It's the it's West really, is, really hard to predict. The West is you could, I mean, you could, there's a scenario where you could talk me into like six teams making it depending Dude, on how I was like, can I predict the Grizzlies to, you know, cause I was like, cause like, yeah. Cause it's like, okay, they look good. At, if they can somehow beat the jazz, like if it's, it's if it's like, okay, if it's Grizzlies, like, Mavericks, right. You know what I mean? Like we're like, yeah. Un, like, probably unlikely but it just doesn't seem like like and then the denver blazers like or the denver uh portland series where it's like you could tell me the nuggets went in six but then you could also say the blazers went in five um yeah like i and then you could tell me the blazers beat the suns in the next round because mm -hmm. the, the suns you know had to go seven like right yeah in the in the east we'll, we'll transition here the east i just want to say the west this is fun yeah it is like this is what we want yeah <laughs> I love it where every night I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I have it's no a idea. Good game every, every single first game of those series was good. Yep. Um, and then in the East, I mean, I think it's like according to like probably bets, it's a little more chalk. Um, I have the 76ers and the Nets um, where the, the Wizards actually gave the 76ers a little run and sort of the Celtics to the Nets. But um, uh, I have the 76ers and the Nets in my Eastern Conference Finals with the Nets coming out of that. And then I have the Nets beating the Suns in the championship, which would be a pretty fun championship. And like, yeah. it, as far as like basketball fans go, like two fan bases that really haven't had much success lately being in the finals together, like teams we're not used to and players we're not used to, I guess like, you know, Kyrie and Katie and, um, but just like seeing Harden in the finals or seeing Chris Paul in the finals with Booker, like just a different cast than what we're used to would be, be a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. what say you in the Eastern conference, Julian? Uh, I, I would agree. I think if I have to predict, I can't in good conscience not predict Sixers Nets with the Nets winning. And then I think the Nets winning the championship um, over, I guess, the Clippers at that point. Although I'm pretty wishy-washy on, yeah. on my Western picks. Because um, I don't like that I'm picking the Clippers either. That There's no team in the West that I particularly feel good about taking. 
Right. So, yeah. so well, I guess I'm rooting for something like Blazers Knicks or something. Like, I just like yeah. don't really see that happening. Um, I, I think the only thing that is giving me pause in the East is I could really see if the Bucks can beat the Heat and kind of get that monkey off their back and start clicking. That maybe without the pressure of being a favorite, like, what if the Bucks start to look really, really good? Like, that's like the yeah. one thing that's kind of sticking in my head is it's like if Giannis turns it on. If Middleton keeps playing well, Drew Holiday, like that is that could be a really, I, really dangerous team. But other than that, I if unless that happens, I have to go Sixers Nets. Yeah. I don't think the Celtics are gonna give the Nets much trouble. Yeah, the only other thing I can think of, and this goes for most teams, I guess, but like the Sixers are so dependent on Embiid. Like if he gets hurt at all, sure. um, you know, then I mean, again, that goes for any like same with the West, right? Where you saw Chris Paul kind of get hurt. And you're like, oh shit! Like there goes the sun season again. Well, this, is, this is how I feel about the, the Nuggets, and this is why I can't really, in good faith, pick them to make a run. Because it's like, I even if Yogi, I mean, I certainly hope Yogi doesn't get hurt. Um, but even if he doesn't get hurt, like when he's on the bench, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's like Aaron Gordon running the offense with Austin Rivers and Facundo Campazzo, and they all have good moments. But it's like, oh my god! And I know Michael Porter Jr. I. I just don't like, I don't buy into Michael Porter Jr. I'm kind of my MPJ hater. I guess he'll may probably shut me up, but that's, that's my, no, I just want to say that's kind of my issue with the Nuggets too, is that like just over-reliance on one player. And I agree if, the, if Embiid, if anything happens to Embiid, the Sixers are pretty screwed. So I yeah. don't know. I, it's definitely chalkier though in the East. It's pretty easy to say that probably one of the top three teams will be the one to come out. Yeah. Right. Like you'd be shocked if, if who's the four seed. Uh, do, 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 do. oh, it's the Knicks. It's a Knicks. Like, you'd be yeah, pretty Knicks surprised and, if either Knicks and Hawks. Hawks. You'd be like, yeah. if they'd be weird, you know. Like the only yeah. other team you could think of is like maybe Miami if they put it together. But we've been kind of waiting for that all year. Um, okay, so Julian, you have Clippers Nets and you have Nets winning, mm-hmm. and I have Suns Nets with the Nets winning. So um, we'll see. It'll be fun. Um, that brings us to our card corner. Um, which again, big news from the card corner in about a week from now that we'll drop on you folks. Um, I think we're, we're starting June with, uh, we got a sponsor. So we're excited. Uh, and we've, there's a few other changes that we're implementing in June with like more video content for, for everybody, but um, we'll get into that later. Um, okay. Card corner this week. Um, I like Carmelo Anthony. Um, he's one of those guys that like was really, really good. And we thought he was going to be in that same level as like the Wade and LeBron and well, maybe not LeBron, but um, you know, I guess baby Bosch. And then he never really won. So I think everybody kind of shit on him and got bored of Carmelo and maybe he doesn't play winning basketball. And then he went to Houston where he was supposed to be like another big guy and he's kind of washed. Um, But now he's like accepted that bench role in Portland. Um, He's probably going to retire soon. Um, right now, I mean, you can get his tops Chrome PSA 10 rookie for, um, right around seven to $800. Uh, his PSA nine is around 200 to 250, which is a little more affordable, but, um, to put that in like perspective, Vince Carter's same card, like that tops Chrome card from, I think 1997 when he got drafted, um, is going for $900. So it's about a hundred or $200 more than, than Carmelo's. So, uh, which I don't really know why. I think it's more people just people think, love Vince. Yeah, and, and I think we just forgot about like how good Carmelo is. Like, you know, I think yeah. he just hit like twenty five thousand points or, or something like that. Not too yeah, long he's ago, the so. top ten scorer in NBA history or something. Yeah, like 
certainly like a player that like he's one of those stars that you'll look back and like you probably you're not going to tell your kids about but um you know very few guys are so um you know i, I like i don't know if i would necessarily advise doing like the seven to eight hundred dollars for a psa 10 but like to get a psa 9 of one of the best scores in league history for you know 225 i mean certainly um, a hall of famer so you're going to get oh, a boost when that comes yeah, around first and, ballot mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so that, that that's a guy that um yeah i think we get so excited too about the, the like the younger players and their potential and like you know people dish out three hundred or four hundred or five hundred dollars for like an RJ Barrett Prism rookie or um, whatever. It's like we forget about like some of these all time greats that are just like really good, but they maybe weren't as good as we thought they might be, but yeah. like still a top forty or fifty player to ever play. Well, um, maybe RJ Barrett will be the next Carmelo Anthony. Maybe I'm sure Knicks fans would love that. Yeah, I'm a, that's a good question. I'm actually curious where we, we highlighted uh, RJ Barrett a few weeks ago in the card corner and his prisms. And um, had a few people, he has been good, really good. Um, yeah, we all talk about John Zion and he might not be in that level yet, but, um, you know, he's 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 good. Um, all right. And we will close, Julian, with the restaurant of the week. So, hell yeah. Have you ever heard of Sammy's Avenue Eatery? I have not heard of Sammy's Avenue Eatery. So it's on 33rd and Central. It's actually pretty close to my house. Um, and we will run by it sometimes since both of me, Jen and I will both say, gosh, I want to try that place. And we never do. Um, and then we were at a uh, Sociable Cider Works, which is uh, right northeast here. So oh, go check there on too. Friday. Okay, yeah. So they have a food truck there. Yeah. And it's Sammy's Avenue Eatery. Oh, with the chicken sandwiches. Well, it might that, that might be a different place. Ah, but different I know place. that they... It, well, they might have chicken sandwiches. I don't know, but I think they rotate probably. Ah, uh, yeah, they totally do. Yeah. So, but Sammy's was there a few weekends ago. So look at their schedule and see when they're going to be places. They have a veggie sandwich that is like, they, there's some sort of sauce on this thing. It's freaking amazing. Um, I ate half of it and it, it's huge too. You can split it with somebody if you want. Yeah. I think it's the same place. Yeah. Okay. It's, like their sandwiches are huge. And I think it was like eight 95 or something for the whole sandwich, which like you could feed two people probably. Um, so yeah, I would like go check them out. Otherwise they're located on 33rd and central and Northeast where all my restaurant recommendations are. Cause that's where I live. But um, yeah, go check them out because they're really good. Um, and if you're at sociable cider works, hopefully you're there when they're there because you should definitely get a sandwich. Shout out sociable cider works too. Yeah. Great cider. Really good place. Great. Cider. Nice patio. Um, yeah. yeah um don't drink and drive so yeah that's my advice right right there with you right there yeah <laughs> who's who's like the anti drink and drive <laughs> yeah now? right in today's political climate there's got to be somebody um okay that's all we got um yeah on wednesday's episode we are going to talk with um the uh basketball podcast network's host for the utah jazz podcast and we'll kind of see where they're at with their season um Probably, you know, I would imagine once a week throughout the until now until the end of the playoffs, we'll probably have like another contributor on just to talk about what's going on for their team. Um, just in, just until we get to like lottery time for Wolves and there's more Wolves talk because right now there's really not a lot to yeah. talk about. Um, but sweet, Julian, uh, enjoy the weather. It's going to storm tonight. I think so. So hot. I hope it storms. I'm so, I'm sick of this heat. I know. I have to mow the lawn. Um, because mm. like we're like that lawn in the neighborhood right now. That's like, yes, those guys should mow their lawn. Um, so I have to are do your, that. Are your and neighbors it's like, giving you side eye? I don't think. Well, 
I, I shouldn't say that half of my neighbors, like they don't even have a yard. So, um, you know, like our neighbor, for example, she, her back, we've been working so, and I, she's a very nice lady. We've been working so hard on her backyard trying to make it look good, but her backyard just like, looks like hot trash. And it's, you know, it's, what do you do? You know, I can't tell her how to live her I life. I don't know, Kyle. You can't do anything. You got to buy her house. <laughs> I actually, it's funny you said that. I actually mentioned that to Jenna the other day. I said that we should buy our neighbor's house. And that's the only way that we can make, it would also increase our house value. So, mm. so it's about the long game. Very long, very long. Yeah. It's all about having two mortgages if you're Kyle Racky. <laughs> yeah. That's the Racky way. That's a, yeah. That's the kind of money I make. Um, all right, sweet Julian. Enjoy the games tonight. Um, and uh, thanks everybody listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.